All right, folks, we have Derek for 30 minutes, and um, if I had a quarter for every time you told me that, I don't have a lot of quarters. Uh, this is the Current Gen Podcast, episode 63. I'm Tim. Ooh, that's Dan. Terrible, terrible joke. Uh, here, I'll, we, I'll, I'll do a stopwatch for you, too. We right, big baby. <laughs> are dedicated to this show, and then there's Derek, who we have to drag kicking and screaming into most recording sessions. But Derek's here, too. Good to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> God bless you. Are you talking about the pillow that you're laying on? Or? Oh my gosh. Well, the dirty right. well, behind me, yeah. Listen, it's been a, a busy week of gaming for most folks who have decided to jump into Resident Evil, so we will talk about that. We'll do like a spoiler-ish discussion, since we've all finished the game at this point, and just to give our takes on that. I mean, we, won't, we don't have to go full into spoilers, but we can talk about at least some of those moments, because it is really interesting. I'm going And deep. then... Okay, you can. Well, all right. Okay, uh, and then if you guys have, if you guys have tried the Mass Effect Legendary uh, Collection, we can talk about that. Um, and then I've got a couple TV shows I've been watching. Wanted to talk about those too. And then we'll just take a glance through some headlines, see if there's anything of note. But before we do any of that stuff, I got to ask you guys: What's your drink of choice for? Let's just say it's evening. You've already had dinner, and now you've got a couple hours. That you're going to be chilling and have something to drink. What's your drink of choice? Are you a, a, just ice water? Do you like soda? Do you want a beer? What, what's your What's your drink? Strawberry. What is that? Clear, um, clear American. Strawberry sparkling water. No, I don't think I've ever seen. That must be a down south thing. That must be a down south brand. Is that kind of like? Um, is it like the uh, Lacroix stuff? It it is, but it's actually sweet. Okay. They don't use sugar. They use some type of. Zero calories, a sweetener, but it tastes really good. All it's right. basically a soda, right? It's like a, it's like a Coke Zero. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What's your drink of choice? Uh, well, you know, I like to live the glamorous life, Tim. So I'm all about that Cristal. Just fucking no, bottle, bottles of Cristal. I'm, in, I'm up in the club, like. You're definitely not. <laughs> you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so um, when I do drink soda, I like uh, black cherry colas. They're quite right. delicious. I'm yep. a big fan of black cherry colas. Coke or Pepsi? Um, Pepsi? I mean, I guess Pepsi, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not like so like that kind of colas. I'm not into. Oh okay. Um, like black. So IBC, the the brand IBC, they oh, got yeah. black, they got black cherry cola, which uh, or black cherry soda. It's not cola, sorry. Um, and that's quite delicious. But I I like those flavored so sodas like this. The um, was it Stewart's? I think is the is the brand, or you usually find them in the in the kind of. Uh, in the soda aisle, but there's like different flavors and there's other companies too. But yeah, I, the one I, that I would recommend. The only one that drinks alcohol is Tim, the alcohol. It's true. Yes. Yes. Like tonight I'm having a, a blue moon, but other times if it's going to be a beer, I also like Sam Adams, Boston lager. Uh, I went through IPA phase, but then mm. it wasn't, it was just not quite my thing. I like things that are a little bit lighter. So I, I've uh, certainly like, busted, like, John's and Jesse's balls about alcohol and so on and so forth. I mean, to each their own, but I just, 
I just legitimately don't get it. I just I I've had alcohol before, especially beer. I think beer is just gross, and none of it tastes good. <laughs> it tastes like it tastes like soggy bread to me. Like if you just dipped bread in water and like ate it, that's what beer tastes like to me. I mean, now that I date a lot, I drink more because you got to to survive date. <laughs> to survive. But like, I just like fruity drinks. Like I like girly drinks. So, yeah, I think there's more shots. The alcohol inclusion in drinks is just a good way to, I don't know, if you need to, and sometimes I need to, decompress, relax a little bit. That's why it's my, yeah, once or twice a week, have a beer to end the day. It's not that often. Like, Katie got me, a, my wife Katie got me a 24-pack of Blue Moon. from. It was on sale at Sam's Club. So it's in the bottom shelf of our garage fridge, and that was several weeks ago, and I'm just now halfway <laughs> through them. There you go. So They're clearly alcoholic. Definitely. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. If I, if I really had a problem, I would have gone through that bad boy in a weekend. You know what I mean? But uh, Or a day. <laughs> or a day. I was looking up to see if... So one of my favorite sodas, since you were talking about IBC, I also really like Jones. Cane sugar soda. Yes, those, those? I think those are the... This Jones, and then I swear there's one that starts with a T. It's like Stewart's or... Okay. Can't remember. I feel like they started with root beer, maybe branched out from there. Stewart's. Soda. Maybe. But uh, yeah, Jones Cane Sugar Soda, highly recommend. Their cream soda is amazing, but they also make other good stuff. Like they have yeah. good orange and a few others. But. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking Stewart, but the the actual brand that I was thinking of was the one that you just said. Yeah, Jones, Jones, Jones yeah. Cane Sugar, and they also they do labels that include like their customers' pictures, so you can submit your picture and they might pick it for a label on mm. one of their bottles, kind of thing. So it could be like a family picture, or Goofy, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, all right, well, there you go. There's our drinks of choice. And when it comes down to it, also just, I also do like some good sweet tea. I know some people mm-hmm. like, if you're having yes. iced tea, they don't like it sweetened, like unsweetened sweet tea or unsweetened tea. Uh, no. Not my thing. So. Well, when you say sweet tea, I'm thinking like tea that's sweetened, like flavored tea, like peach or raspberry. But I'm also yeah. talking about just homemade iced tea and you add mm-hmm. sugar to it while you make it instead of just, I'm assuming down there in the South, Derek, you've had some good sweet tea. Maybe you don't like tea though. No, I like tea. I don't drink it because I don't drink anything with calories, but unless like I'm fasting, but yeah. I I actually went to Outback with my daughter this weekend and I got, you know, Coke Zero and she got she's doing a diet, so she got unsweet tea. And the only yeah. thing she added was lemons. And yeah. I was thirsty when we left and she she got it to go and I didn't get me a drink to go. And I said, "Can I just have a quick sip?" She's like, yeah. And I took a little sip. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. Like, this is good. She's like, it is. I'm like, well, I might start doing that. I might do unsweet tea with just lemons. Well, green tea is good for metabolism. So, I mean, green tea has like a not as great flavor as like black tea. But, yeah, you know, it's good for your metabolism. Your there you go. There's, uh, there's, there's yeah. this this week and current okay, drinks. John. That's this section of the show is current <laughs> drinks. All right. Well, I was just curious because uh, I just popped open mine, so I thought I'd find out if you guys are having anything. All right. Nope, not alcoholic. Sorry, buddy. No <laughs> alcoholics. Actually, let's let's do the Resident Evil Village talk at the end in case anyone wants to skip being spoiled or anything. We'll do, that way we can just talk freely. Let's talk a, a little bit babies. about a few other things that you might be playing or watching. I'll kick it off with some stuff that I'm watching real quick. I wanted to talk about Ted Lasso. Have you guys watched this show? I've no. seen snippets of it, but, I mean, obviously that's what you have as your background. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, Jason Sudeikis 
is the main actor from he's from SNL and you've seen him probably in other movies too. Like there was the the Millers, I think. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we are the Millers, I think. Is he in Horrible Bosses too? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really funny. Anyway, his character Ted Lasso came up. Someone told me it was from an SNL sketch, which is possible. I just didn't see it. What I did see though was it was like eight years ago or something. They did a bunch of ads for Premier League coming to NBC. And he was this American football coach coaching in the Premier League. And there was there were these like commercial sketches they did. And they were quite funny. They were like four or five minutes long. And there was NBC's way of announcing and and saying, here comes the Premier League to US TV. Hmm. And and he was the American coach that was supposed to coach this football this uh, European football team, the soccer team. So it was all kind of done tongue in cheek, very silly, very funny. But the concept was so good and his character was so likable just in those little shorts that they made. Uh, they went ahead and made a TV show on Apple TV. So a couple friends from work, we're all watching it at the same time and talking about it in our weekly staff meetings. We were opening it up with what do you guys think of Ted Lasso this week? Because there's a second season coming out in July as well. Okay. So, so it's fairly really, new. It is. It just I think Ted Lasso season one just came out last year. Maybe mm. summer, might have been the fall. Super funny, like really clever. I highly recommend it if you like really clever, kind of quick-witted writing. He's this very lovable... He's not dumb, but he is kind of naive, mm. uh, very naively hopeful and optimistic. And he's going to this very pessimistic uh, environment with this, sure. with this football club. There's all kinds of drama going on behind the scenes. And the players and the owner and, and the press, they're all just kind of like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, yeah, we're going to get it done, guys. It's going to be all right. Like He's, he's very optimistic. I, I recommend it. It's very, he's very lovable, um, and I am finding it to be quite funny. Uh, we need well. that kind of optimism in this world, Tim. We, do we just need it. We need it. I have that optimism. <laughs> yes, so I, I did do. bring it to the show, man. What do you? <laughs> I, I did find out if you have purchased an Apple product, then within three months of purchasing it, if you bought it in the last year or two, within three months of purchasing it, you can get Apple TV for a year for free. So if you're planning on getting a new iPhone or a MacBook or something like that, you can get it for free. Otherwise, it's just five bucks a month if you want to give this show a try. And um, the whole first season's out, so you could just give it a whirl. But anyway, I recommend it. It's very, very good. What about you guys? Anything you're watching and playing outside of Resident Evil? I'm playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And? I'm seven hours into the original Mass Effect, which that's the one that had the most changes, mm. um, according to like a lot of the videos I've watched. I wouldn't. All right, here's my my opinion on this. For anybody who's played the games, and they they'll know, the original Mass Effect got hated on a lot because it's it it is definitely, and I do believe it was designed this way intentionally. There are people that don't. They just think Bioware didn't know how to make a shooter. They made this game after they made Coder, and Mass Effect played like Knights of the Old Republic. And the only difference is that it was had shooting mechanics. Mm -hmm. But the shooting mechanics were not good because, like I said, it was more of a stats, uh, rolling of the dice behind the scene RPG. Like, you could be right in front of the guy and shoot him in the head and it doesn't mean he'll die. Um, it wasn't a, a shooter. Well, anyways, the reason I bring that up is because after that, Mass Effect 2 and 3, because they were criticized for the first one, because people didn't like the... They wanted to be able to shoot the gun and it shoot the way it was supposed to. Um, they changed it, and they made the shooting mechanics better, and 
RPG's still there, but I think it kind of, in a way, lessened as far as, like, upgrading your characters and their powers and, and really needing to rely. Like, I can play every Mass Effect game and not use my powers. I could just shoot the gun, except the first one. Now, the reason, again, I'm bringing this up is they've updated this first one, and they've made the shooting more accurate and a little bit better, and it's... I don't know if it's for the good, and here's why I say this. Is it easier to play and shoot? Yes. But it's still, like, bad shooting, so it just feels like a generic shooter. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like an RPG. It just feels like a bad shooting game now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still like it. It's still one of my favorite Mass Effects because it has... I I won't say it. You know, it, it has the best story because it starts the franchise. Yeah. I, it's the I, one that has the most mystery to it. Like yeah. you don't know what the Reapers are. You don't know anything. Now that we've played the the trilogy, yeah, we do. So when I go back and play it, I'm like, I can skip most of the cutscenes and stuff because I'm like, all right, I know what y'all are talking about. But back when I was originally playing it, actually the first two times, not the first time, the first two times, I was still trying to piece together what the heck they're talking about. And the scope was smaller in the first one. You didn't really realize what the Reapers were going to be and and how it was going to play out in the second and third one. So um, overall, I'm enjoying it. The graphics, a little bit better. I mean, the biggest change, honestly, is the resolution. That's mm-hmm. the biggest change. Um, it's not really... They have upgraded, you know, you know the lighting. The textures and stuff, right? I yeah. know this... Yeah. But to me, it's not like you would load this game up and be like, this looks like a yeah. current-gen game. It's not Demon Souls original no. compared to... Yeah, it just feels that. like it feels like a 360 game that got... Because I have, you know, y'all know I play on PC. So I would buy games like Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalur and all that stuff, and I would play it on PC when the only thing that it was released at the time was just the Xbox 360. Obviously, they've re-released that game. My point is... is the only difference between the PC and the 360 game is the PC let you do for native 4K. But everything else, the textures, all that's the same. That's what this feels like. It feels like while they have updated it, it still feels like a 360 game just in native 4K. Gotcha. Which I think is fine because it's really kind of keeping the spirit of the game, which is yeah, fine. I'm but then okay it like, looks it. a little nicer. right? I so. wouldn't have been mad if they full on re- re- remade these. But I cost more money and time, so yeah, I'm 100%. This is what I've always wanted. I wanted these three games because this is one of my favorite franchises. I wanted these three games native 4K. I didn't really care if they touched anything else, they decided to do that. I think overall, again, I haven't really played two or three, I booted up three on my PC. Um, I'm playing, by the way, I own it on PC and Series X. I'm playing on Series X. The reason I chose Series X over PC is PC, to get higher frame rates at native 4K, you have to turn off the, um, now I'm forgetting it, the anti, not anti-aliasing, the VRR, basically. And so I'm seeing tearing, and I'm like, no, I'll just play it on my Xbox. This is dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, You can lock it on PC at, 60 frames per second my point is is that there's it takes away the benefit of playing on pc like when i turned off um the screen tearing or locked it where it 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 wouldn't have screen tearing uh or i'm sorry unlocked it i was getting 
I probably would have gone higher, but my monitor only does 144 hertz. It was doing the full only four. <laughs> so humble brag. The benefits there is, yeah, I could have gotten way more frames per second, but I'm having to deal with screen tearing. 60 frames per second is fine. So I decided to go ahead and play Xbox Series X, 60 frames per second, native 4K. So it runs good, looks decent. It looks good compared to the old versions, but I'm saying decent compared to, like, normal games. And then uh, it plays pretty good. And it's just, if you're into the franchise, it's nice nostalgia. If you've never played the franchise, this is your best... Uh, this is your best time to jump in. I mean, easiest for sure. Feel dated because you don't have that nostalgia, and so some of the voice acting and dialogue and and character animations, all that stuff's dated. That's that's the only bad thing. But as long as you go into it knowing, hey, this is an old game, and they didn't remake it, then you'll be fine. Yeah, the issue I always had with the first Mass Effect, the reason why I couldn't keep playing it past the first few hours was the combat now i understand when it's a full rpg i get it where there's like hit percentages and all and evade percentages from the enemy all i get that but they let you actually aim down the the sights and you're you're actually aiming and you pull the trigger and then it just goes like like off to the side so after a while that does start to get really annoying it's like either make this a game where my aiming makes a difference or don't but stop making me aim if my aim is nothing (laughs) so I, i really wanted it just to be like Pick which enemy you want to target, and then here's your percentage of hitting them or not, and then hit attack, and then go. Like that, I can handle the RPG piece, but it, to me, it felt very misleading that I, I felt like I was aiming and then nothing was happening. It would be very frustrating. So, what if they just kind of threw that out there to kind of cover their behinds? Because, like, that was that their first third person shooter style game? Because before that, no, they kinda... that's the thing. People actually think that they were trying to create a shooter. I'm saying I right. don't think they were. Okay. I well, think what I, the whole but they um, hadn't made one before. That's what you're shooting, right. I think that's to increase your percentages, but sure. it doesn't dictate whether you actually hit the target and then hit it at a high level. Right. It's the same thing with Knights of the Old Republic. Now, granted, Knights of the Old Republic's not a shooter, but you do shoot guns in it, and you could be standing right next to the next character, do the attack with your pistol, and he'll literally go. Beep, yeah, yeah, but I don't I, that which is annoying, but it kind of feels because I don't think in coder. Now remind me if I'm wrong. No, you, don't, you, you don't. You don't aim, right? No. Okay. I'm just talking about the yeah. positioning of your character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah, that, I just meant more happen. how it feels, like because I remember two feeling like people. I remember like when I actually finally got to play Mass Effect. I remember people saying two feels much better as far as like the actual well, it way does it controls. everything better. It yeah. does the shooting so, better. It does so the what I what I was trying to get base at better was like maybe they just like since that was kind of like potentially their first outing into the third person shooter genre that they just were bad at it at first and that's why the first one they were like oh no it's more like an rpg so that's why the shooting's just kind of not like really like a typical third it's like or you guys just hadn't really like you know what i mean like i don't, I don't know think so i really but, think they created the game they wanted mm-hmm, just yeah. because of my, my experience with past bioware I think Mass Effect 2 was because they were like they got a lot of like pushback Black. on yeah. how it played. Yeah, and yeah. that's probably when they were like, okay, then we need to bring guys in and we need to make a shooter. Yeah. Which I mean, 
I I think that works just fine because like just have the shooting be fun and then if you want to tack on like you know abilities and and things like that and kind of give it that RPG you know touch that that kind of additional yeah. stats and like you know a bit then that's fine. So I think what it invo- evolved into, especially with Andromeda, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Andromeda was a blast. I let Coder be Coder. Let Mass Effect be Mass Effect. So I think they the original Mass Effect was trying to be like a lot like Coder, um, and that's why it was RPG heavy. And then once they realized people don't like that, not for that game, they're fine with it in Knights of the Old Republic, but not in a shooter type game. That's when I think they finally found their identity and were like, "We're gonna make this an RPG. It's gonna be a Bioware game or franchise." But we're now going to full-on go into shooter mode. Good news for me to hear that the first game has adjusted the combat mechanics because I really want to get through this whole series. I want to play it because I still haven't completed it. It's been spoiled for me a million times because who hasn't talked about Mass Effect Online? But I'm still interested in making some of those decisions myself and I want to experience it for myself. But that first... And I, I refuse to play too much of the second and third games and this is my own fault. I understand it's my own issue. I don't want to go out of order. Like I want to finish no. the first game. Yeah. Before I dive into two and three, Makes sense. I don't want to just watch a summary of the first game. I want to play all. And so now hearing that the first game perhaps plays a little more like it, it sequels, plays better. I, I uh, agree with Derek, though. I remember liking story wise and like how it plays out and sort of the uh-huh. intrigue and the mystery. I remember liking the first one the most. The setup is great. I was always intrigued by the setup. I but mean, then once I got into combat, I was like, oh, three is actually my favorite of the hmm. trilogy. It's my favorite. But one has, to me, the best villain, best mm-hmm. story, best mystery. The reason I like three is I liked, again, I'm not going to get into this because anybody who's watched our shows knows how I feel about it. I get really mad when people are like, the ending to three suck. The ending is three. The entire fucking game is the ending. <laughs> like, it concludes all the stories the Derek, of all the, the characters colors that you've and loved for the last The colors last and the choices <laughs> and the bluff. <laughs> So I get All right, really, well, listen, really annoyed with that. We've been we've been joined by another Mass Effect fan. Kyle is here. Kyle, what are your feelings so far? Hearing jumping in, hearing us talk about Mass yeah. Effect. Yeah, sorry, the the Reapers got into my computer system over here. <laughs> uh, I, I was having a hard time getting in here. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. I think number one's the best in terms of story and villain and everything like that. Uh, it's a more personal story on the backdrop of a much bigger issue. Personal story is is hey. Saren sucks and I'm going to, you know, chase him across the whole galaxy and cap him, you know, and there's something really cool about that being the main focus of the story. And you're always one step behind them without going in too much spoilers. But like when you show up somewhere, he's already been there and he's already totally screwed up everything, you know, or, or, you know, he's totally had some kind of influence in one of the major players in every world. And it's you always feel like he's a smarter character than you are. Uh, so when you get to that to the end, there it just it feels good because there's so many ways that whole entire uh, that fight can go or not fight, you know, for that matter. So that, that's the cool thing about this game is there's just so many different branching paths, you know, to take uh, whenever communicating with people or choosing action over uh, conversation. Yeah, the choices um, they present you with are so cool. And what a cool introduction to a new world, right? New IP, like. Not every company can nail a new IP like Bioware. No, as though the world building in this game is um, is the some of the best world bit building in any video game ever. You could sit there for hours in the codex, and they by the way they they read those to you. I don't know if that was in the original or not. Do they always read them to you? 
Like when you hit a codex, like I is there an audio so. file? That well, that's new and that's amazing mm. because you can sit that there can and have appreciate. all the lore thrown at you without having to read like dialogue, you know, just essays of like why okay, this planet you, is can green. Can you minimize the codex screen and do stuff while listening? You can't know. So uh, make make a sandwich and turn it into you know yeah. uh, you know a, a food a break. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, listen, are you liking the changes to combat? I know I saw that you had been playing it for a few a few hours at this point. Are you liking yeah, the changes I'm, to I'm combat? Like, I'm like are 15 wishing... hours in, and I'm telling you, okay. if you go back and try and play Mass Effect now, like the original Mass Effect, it's kind yeah. of it's a bummer to play, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it just, uh, you'll, you'll be shooting at somebody and, and the, the, I guess the invisible rolling is going on in the background. So like sometimes right. you're hitting the people, sometimes you're not headshots mean something now, you know, hitting people, you know, uh, by aiming correctly, it means something now. It feels All like right. a shooter now, you know. Um, it's just, there, there's, you know, there's some old, it, it kind of feels clunky and a little too weighty, you know, but like in, in general, it is a m- much lower barrier to entry to jump in to play this game than it ever has been before. Nice. Uh, because as much as I like one, like it's just the mechanics in that game kind of hold it back. Cause, not because I thought they were bad. I, I think some people have an opinion that they're overly RPG. I, that's not my problem at all. It's just they're just aged. They're just old now. Yeah. You know. At the yeah, time, I, I, I heard it was one of the tougher ones to replay of the three. It is. Yeah. 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 It's a little easier now, but like I said, it feels <clears throat> like a generic shooter. But I'm okay with it. I would rather play a generic shooter and enjoy the story than try to go back and play. I have trouble going back and playing Coder now, and that's one of my favorite I can't. I might, this one, dude, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. You know, I'm a Star Wars guy. I love that game, and I can't go back and play Wait, that game. Hold I on, think it's Kyle. Like, you like Star Wars? You like Star Wars, Kyle? I actually right? thought that's why we were here tonight. Was I didn't know we were talking about Mass Effect. Tim lured me in with something about Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I, it's impossible for me to go back and play Coder. Even Jade Empire, it's just like old Bioware games are so hard to go back and play. Like, I don't know where I'm going half the times. You know, it's I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Like it's, it's it's very directionless, which uh, I'm like, we used to play games like this back then. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and and this game can kind of feel like that sometimes, because sometimes you just kind of have to guess where a side mission is. Like it's like, eh, it's in the solar system, and you have to find that solar system within you know the you know within the galaxy, and then find the planet and make sure that it's landable. And once you land there, then you have to find it on the planet. Like there's still there's still some hills to get over in terms of like well, yeah, yeah I was gonna say even the levels like even if I'm not doing a side mission just wanna like need direction on a main mission mm-hmm. all the levels like the areas look the same so yeah. I I will admit I have no problem saying this I have terrible sense of direction whether it's in person or in video game <laughs> and so I'll be like oh, dude. This map, I don't know. Where, where do you want me to go? And I'll just be running in circles, and then I'll realize I missed like this door to the left that leads to a new area or something. Yeah. And it, it's happened a few times. Not a big deal. Um, it's more me, but also I would say the the game, everything looks samey. It does. So they're obviously using reusing assets and stuff like that, and so it does. It doesn't like point you in a direction and say must go here. Now, if you go and check like the like the story mission, it'll tell you need to head back to cargo bay, blah, 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 to report to this guy. And I'll be like, oh, well, let me go look in the map. There's cargo bay. Okay, I'm pretty far away from it. Let me run. So that type of stuff. But like, we're used to games now just going, no, 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 literally go this way. And that type of stuff and point us into the the direction or something. 
That's yeah, not... it, it's funny to say that that's age now because it, really what we have now is a bunch of handholding in video games. But um, but uh, that's it. Just it keeps the pacing, in my opinion. So like sometimes when I, I have to like stop. It. Same, yeah, same. So when I have to you stop get... and like pull up a map and go, where am yeah. I on this map? Okay, how do I get there? It kind of breaks my pacing a little bit. And I'm telling the Citadel is a really good example of like uh, a very confusing hub area. Just so yeah. many different elevators that go to different places. I know where everything is now, especially on like you know a playthrough so many years later and actually spending a lot of time there. But like at at the start, I'm like, do I have to take to get to the financial district? Do I have to take a car there, or can I walk there? Oh, I can walk there. Okay. Oh, but I have to take an elevator to get to the tower. You know, it's just it's very it's yeah. convoluted a little bit. But you'll you'll get you'll get, you'll get there. They told me to go to the CSEC Academy, and I couldn't find it for a little while. Yeah, it's it's on the lower level elevator, and it's just like it's just it's hard to it's hard to figure out where some of that stuff is, but like, again, you're there so often it's going to become like second nature. To yeah. You. And once I, I went there once, I was like, Oh, I remember now. Okay. I'm good. feels like a 15 year old game. Cause it is, or however yeah. old it is, you know, but you know, it's, it's interesting though, is even back then, I remember feeling like more than any other game of its kind that had come out, any other kind of RPG grand adventure, the world didn't feel empty. So I remember playing other games where there was like hardly any other characters except for really important NPCs. Cause they couldn't waste any processing power having npcs be present walking around i and i don't know if it maybe now it feels empty compared to modern games i'm sure it does but i remember back in the day when i played mass effect for the first time i was like whoa this world feels full and occupied and at least compared to other games i don't know if yeah. it still feels that way. i'm st- i'm still wowed by the citadel when i'm on there i'm like wow they're like they're, it is populated and it's got lots of side missions and you can hack terminals and they have side missions they're just i feel like it's very lively and there are things going on there you return back after a main mission. There's more things to do, you know. So I think they, yeah. it's even all these years later. I I feel like it's still it was still pretty impressive to me at least. I mean, it's no uh, no man's sky, but it's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty that good. that very think, vibrant universe. Yeah. I, I think that's why, like, when it comes to games that the setting is space, and like you you take a you take the Mass Effect series as a whole, and it's like it doesn't really feel like you're traveling through space it kind of just feels like i'm teleporting to different areas mm-hmm. and i know that's asking a lot for back then for them to build something that sort was even sort of pseudo no man's sky ish mm. but i don't know it just it felt so disconnected to me you could even give me like a gummy ship like from kingdom hearts you know like just let, <laughs> yes, me, fly, exactly. let me fly there like in an arcade yeah. type thing i mean that might but be like, kind of fun yeah i mean it, it again the game does have some pretty gorgeous vistas on certain planets like you look in the back and you're like whoa this is this is crazy um especially the third one because the third one I, I think overall probably looks the best mm-hmm. uh, i would say and there's definitely some nice environments um although you know certain areas where you're like derek was saying when you're actually in combat and, and you're trying to figure out how to get around yeah. does look samey there's some pretty cool looking planets but it just it all feel it all just felt so disconnected to me it's like i'm I, in space i, I want to like go you know even even if it's like i don't know it just felt disconnected to me but mm. yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of loading screens that kind of connect them yeah. to different worlds um yeah i will say in the first area on uh, eden prime or whatever the very first mission uh, i don't know if y'all remember this but in the original mass effect the entire sky is like orange or red mm. but you can't see anything now it's a real actual sky like with a planet nice. in the back it looks really good. So they've done a lot to upgrade it. But yeah. by the time that you're done with that level, because of what's going on in that planet, it's very dystopian looking like the sky. So it's like you're you're kind of on the planet as it's being ripped apart, you know, and like you can see it being reflected in the backdrop. That was never in the first game, you know, That's so they, cool. they've added a lot of bells and whistles in terms of like still backdrops, you know, that change as you progress through levels that are just mm-hmm. uh, 
for me, I'm like, why wow, it did not? I know for a fact it didn't used to look like this. this looks no, the lighting they definitely messed with the lighting in several. Well, I'm gonna yeah. say all areas, but I would say so. Yeah. I I would say, in fact, I was watching like some YouTubers complaining about that. They're like, it's it's messing with the tone. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I know. I need it to look muddled, that, yeah. and gross. It like, looks so much better. Just there was a. I don't remember where I was. I don't remember what planet, but I remember I was like looking and I was like that. I know it did not look like that in the original. Yeah, it just right. looks that the actual background and the lighting looks next gen or current gen, I should say. Yeah. Whereas you know some of the other parts of the game don't, but but overall you could tell they really touched that up. Nice. Now, Derek and Kyle, do you guys think you're gonna? Do you see yourselves going through all three games? Or are you just kind of trying out to see the differences? No, I'm, well, I'm I'm fully into one. I'm sure I'm 100% gonna beat one. I just beat all three of these, not last year, but probably the year before or something. I don't remember. And I just finished Mass Effect 3 because I had started it and finished it last year. I think late last year. So yeah. I don't know about 2 and 3, but for sure 1 I will. Um, the big thing is Biomutant. I, yeah. like, if I really fall for Biomutant and I want to finish my second playthrough of Resident Evil 8... I, I doubt I'll get through the entire trilogy. But we'll see. I'm really playing Mass Effect, the original, more than I thought. Like, I'm seven hours in, and I'm not like, Easy well, to lose yourself in that game, it really is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm not staring at the clock going, how long have I been playing this? Is it going to be over soon? I'm just playing it, and then I look at it, and I'm like, I've been playing for seven hours? Man. And I was busy all weekend, so it's not like I had a lot of time to game. So the entire time I was gaming since this game's come out, it's only been me playing Mass Effect. Um, I'm I'm a thousand percent gonna play through all three of them again. I played all of them twice whenever the each first came out, so like that perspective year, and it's it's one of my favorite series of all time, and I'm surprised I've never gone back and played all three of them again like like Derek just did. Uh, so this is my first time replaying them since they came out. And like, I, I think I made a post about this in the group where I was just like, this is, I'm playing this game so methodically now because, you know, we're however many years removed since this game came out that I just play games yeah. differently now. I'm hitting side missions I've never seen before. I'm hitting story beats that I don't remember, you know. I'm, it's like I'm playing this game all over again for the first time. I'm totally sucked in and I can't wait for two and oh, three. I was a I have no problem admitting when Mass Effect re, Mass Effect released, I bought it day one and I played it and I was a complete noob. And I played <laughs> it and I got stuck on what is it, Lady Benzia or whatever? I forgot her name. I just actually beat her tonight or today. But I got stuck on her, and I don't know how far I was in. I was probably five, six hours in or whatever, and I left that game for like a year or something, and I was so frustrated because I'm a Bioware fan, and it was all because I sucked at the game. It was yeah. completely, I didn't understand how to level up correctly. I didn't know, I didn't understand what the weapons were, the leveling, all that. It's not complicated now. That's my point mm -hmm. in sharing this is now I go in there, and I'm like, Dude, you're you are so dumb. Like this yeah. is so easy. This isn't even hard. <laughs> and now I'm just like, you, you can't die by the way pretty easily in this game. Even when I have like good gear, the the AI is not always the brightest. My my characters are pretty stupid. Um, but overall, I'm way better at this game than I was when it first came out. I feel the like, same. I had to too. put it on easy, and I still suck. Now I can play it. On normal, yeah, <laughs> you graduated. Nice. You've right. matured. 
Matard. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I actually do have it downloaded now since Derek got it on Xbox. Since it is technically a PS4 and Xbox One release along with PC. I don't think it's officially PS5 and Series X. It's got like extra bells and whistles, like I think. Doesn't it run it like at... It is. It is. I mean, on the Xbox, on the Xbox like uh, case, it says Series X. It's got the Series X upgrade, so it's a Series X game. Okay. And it is a PS5 game because PS5 can't do 120 frames. No, but it can lock at 60. But it does the native 4K at 60 frames per second. Gotcha. All right. I mean, that is a little confusing because if I'm looking on their website and on the Wikipedia, it officially put that in quotes because who knows. Officially released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It didn't officially release for Series X or PS5, but whatever. That's how, I, that's how I remember it as well. And then like late, like last week or the week before, they were like, hey, here's PS5 and Xbox Series yeah. X specifications, but there's no way to buy the box of those. Right, right, right. Consoles. So the upgrade, the upgrade is there. It's just being sold as last gen. So. Exactly, yep. Which exactly. I don't really understand because, because the PS4 and Xbox One can't run the game... I think PS4 Pro can run it at native 4K at 30 frames per second. So there is an upgrade. There is an upgrade, yeah. To the Series X and PS5. So I don't understand why you wouldn't sell it that way. But maybe the boxes were already made. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, cool. This is an exciting one because I've I've got it downloaded. I am going to try it with the hopes of finally allowing the lore and universe that really intrigued me to match up with at least. All I'm asking for is like decent to good gameplay, and it sounds like I'll get that. So I'm excited for that. So uh, one last I don't thing, Derek is right. Res, you. Res, uh... you, didn't, you didn't invest in Dragon Age Inquisition. You're just a Bioware hater, and sure. that's why I, I mean, really, yeah. really, what this whole conversation chalks up to is that Dragon Age is better than Mass Effect. So Ooh, you know. uh, I don't know. Yeah, shorts yeah. and seals versus space. I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> one. Uh, Derek is right though. Mass Effect Three is uh, wonderful, and the ending is perfect. So. Uh, Kyle, did you like Andromeda? Was that a game? You yeah, remember? I loved Andromeda. I thought it was one. I thought it was great. Definitely a different flavor of like tone, but like it was, I think it was a very a good with that evolution game, that was, of the whole series. I thought that um, was a really fun. It's game. wonderful. I, mean, I, hope, I hope whatever happens next in the series, like they acknowledge. I yeah, hope they just don't forget about Andromeda because I think that'd I be, think that'd uh, unfortunately silly. I think they will. And if for people that really dove in the game like I did, I did three playthroughs of it, and I pretty much did almost everything they have a lot of mystery to that game and they, the characters actually do have heart and they're it's it was they're not perfect they're not the original trilogy does nail characters and stuff like that they're, better but yeah, they're not my favorite but they're they're great characters but there's so. good characters there's a lot of mystery there's a lot of story and the game leaves you in cliffhangers where it's like i want yeah. more and when yeah. i found out everybody hated the game I'm like we're not gonna get more in this well re- disappoints me the the teaser that they and was it liara that was in the teaser yeah that was liara for sure um so they're clearly going to be feeding off of the original trilogy but i mean species lives like thousands of years though so Mm -hmm. right but um she could probably still be alive maybe i think it would make sense to maybe sort of grab because like derek said i don't because i haven't played andromeda like grabbing some of those mysteries and and somehow because i mean it's just different galaxies right so you could have like this whole story spanning across different galaxies and things being connected you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. well i know andromeda happens because of what happened in three because of the fallout of things that are happening because of like so there are references to it but it's kind of like hey we're turning the page it's a new 
Well, chapter, it's like a thousand years in the saga. future because of the space travel or something. But right, time's right, relative, right. so they could again like there's a lot of ways they could they could yeah. loop it in on itself because of relativity. I liked time. it a lot, man. I really had a lot of fun. That, and that was a game that came out during one of the craziest games of this generation in 2017, and it, it was still a notable, enjoyable game for me, even though I was competing competing with Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild and Horizon and all these games that came yeah. out. <laughs> that game still stood out to me as a really fun one. So that says something, I think. So it does. Um, all right. Well, let's talk also about. I haven't played much more of this, but Dan, I think you finished Returnal and I did. Just curious. Get off my level, noobs. Just curious, real quick, <laughs> if you want to give us any kind of overall thoughts on the game. I know there's some major spoilery things, so don't obviously don't spoil oh, it. But yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's a really fun game. I, I, I the way it plays is really fun. It definitely harkens to House Marks sort of. Um, like what the, their flavor, they're kind of like bullet hell, but it's a third person shooter. So it's just like a really cool mix of what they've done with their arcade games in the past, yep. mixing it with like a traditional third person shooter. Um, the the roguelite element is is whatever. I mean, I, I think for me, it kind of like works with what the story is doing. I think it fits into that really well and it makes sense and it's cool. But like. I honestly would have just preferred this being a regular third-person shooter, and then like when you With die, you points along the way. When you die, you go back, but like let me carry my stuff over. Like oh, I, I, I don't, I don't like losing the stuff. I think that's annoying. That's, that's where the and game I know wants that's what, me. And I know that's I why kept, like guns and stuff yeah. like that. And I know you can keep some stuff. I don't know. I didn't. It's a legitimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's right? thing, yeah, yeah, there are certain permanent upgrades, and it, yeah, I, it's kind of like with me playing Resident Evil. So I started my second playthrough of Resident Evil uh, Village, and and it's like a whole different experience because like you're carrying stuff over, and you get like this currency to buy new, like this 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 whole sort of like system where you're going through the game, and like it's almost like yeah, they're they're basically telling you, hey, go back in and just have fun and just like buy and- all these. They, they open up this challenge list. You do these challenges, you get the CP points, and now you can yes, unlock exactly. infinite yeah. ammo and all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah. for me, that's, I guess, just just as far as, like, my style of game, like how I would prefer this Returnal to sort of play out, but that's just not what it is. It's a roguelite. That's what they chose. It's fine. Well, you played it enough to finish it, so even though you didn't did. like that, you, you um, finished yeah, it. Yeah, I just, the story's really intriguing. The you know, Again, the vibes, just the, the, the different biomes or whatever you want to call them. Especially the last one, I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, the designs are really cool. I've only made it to the third one. Okay. And uh, because of Resident Evil Village, I kind of totally stepped away from Returnal for yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. I do plan on getting back to it. Um, I And I know right now there's been uh, reports. They've been, they have acknowledged you know, people on the internet complaining like, hey, can we get an autosave feature? So like they're looking into it. Um, which is hilarious when you go into the comments, by the way, the, the typical just assholes that want to just be like, oh, you're not a real gamer unless blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like, it's like the second, it's like the Sekiro argument of like, should there be yeah. an easy mode or not? It's just like, there's always just that person out there. It's just like, you're not a real game. Or like, if, if you don't have the time to do a full playthrough of Returnal, you're not a real gamer. Don't buy the game. It's like, or just let people do what they want to do. Just have the feature there. How is that hurting you? Don't use the feature if you don't want to, if you're bothered by it. Like, I don't understand. But yeah, I, I, I think... There, I mean, auto- there are counter-arguments because I am one of those that doesn't want... And I couldn't even beat Sekiro. I'm at the boss. Like the I just want to throw out there that I did, so obviously I'm the real gamer uh, out of the three. Oh, you give me time, I'll destroy the, <laughs> the two I'm fighting. My point is, is that 
Um, I never want an easy mode for that because the sure. entire point of the game sure. is to beat the no, game on the level that I was using that created. just as an example, not like literally. I know, I know. I'm just saying there's counter sets. So you sure. could even apply that to Returnal. Like the developers could say, okay, we can do a checkpoint. Like I would be in favor of that. You're not going to get an argument from me. I'd be like, okay, I'll actually play Returnal now. But um, I'm saying if their whole point is they're like, well, this was our vision. Like, we wanted this to be difficult. We wanted you to lose and start over. We mm-hmm. want you to go after that perfect run. And we're taking that away whenever we do hair. Let's make the masses happy. Um, it's up to them if they feel comfortable doing that. Just like if, uh, what was it, From Software or whoever made Sekiro was like, you know what? We're, we're fine with an easy mode. I'm not going to fight them. But... I don't like when like people try to pressure the developers. It's their vision. If they want to make sure. a difficult game and that's the point of the game, let the developers make it that way. That's yeah. my thing. So my my argument though is like so I'm coming at it from the perspective of what if a person just doesn't have because like let's say let's say you're not like amazing at the game but you're not bad at it and you're just kind of going through it slowly and you're trying to be strategic because you're trying not to die right so you don't have to start back over so let's i think i think my playthrough where i actually did like beat the game because i i had the system uh i had my ps5 on sleep mode so then i went back at it the next day and that's when i beat it i think all together i don't know maybe around eight hours I don't. One run. Not many people have that many hours. Yeah, and, and know, it doesn't right? really. You it doesn't affect I mean? so. the. It doesn't affect the loop. Like when you yeah. die, you still start at the end. People are just asking to yeah. have a save, so, that's what, so, so I don't that's, have to sit down for eight hours. Straight, right. That's know, what right? I mean. Like for me, it's just more. It's more the perspective of of time. Of like, if I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Like I want to. Well, sure, I could put the system on sleep mode, but I guess for some people, it's no, like. No, I'm not just, putting my PS5 on sleep. Mode. Yeah, I've heard too. I've heard too many horror stories. Like, yeah, mine yeah. has bricked. But it's like if mine just, has died a few times doing. If that. you turn off the system, or like, or you know what? If the game crashes, what if the yeah. game crashes? You're, you're having updates. A, that was a problem too. It updated yeah. a lot of people's runs. You know? I had I had my best run. Not saying it was amazing. My best run glitched. Like yeah. I had the highest go. level stuff I had ever had, and I couldn't get out of the room. Like both doors locked, that ha- and it glitched. Yeah. That happened to my friend Brandon. He, me and me and Brandon were going back and forth. He's like, "How far did you get?" He he was actually like ahead of me, like for a, a, a good while, and then like I just beat the game because he wasn't playing it that day, and I kind of rubbed it in his face a little bit. Nice, um, really. But, I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he <laughs> he got stuck in he got stuck in rooms uh, several times. And it just completely ruined that one playthrough. He had to start over. I think they've patched that, and then there was a patch that I think that patch messed some things up. So they had to patch that too. Right. But I think that's fixed now. Yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. happened to me once early on. But I don't think that's an issue anymore. Yeah. I do think I understand the. I feel like there's complexity with checkpoints that we don't quite get because the sure. whole thing sure, procedurally sure. Yeah, generated. I, I think so too. Yeah. And there's something to do with when you walk through the doors and the way that the levels continue to generate yeah. beyond you and what doors are available to you. I just think there's more to it than simply saying, just let it load here if I have to turn my system off or whatever. Like that, sure. I would also like that. But in a, yeah. in, a, in, a per, in a perfect world, yeah, that's what we're asking for. But you're right, something's stopping them from cre- just like plugging that in real quick. Or maybe yeah, sure, I'm sure there's it, some kind of loopholes that uh, certain gamers yeah. could find where if they keep resetting it at a certain time, they can st- keep starting at that check. Like it's possible that it takes away the yeah, yeah. what they're trying to create with this. You have to make decisions on the fly on that run, and if you mess it up, 
we don't want you to be able to just keep. Well, what if you're able to? If you're able to, yeah. Re, re, if you're able to, like, uh, um, like roll back a checkpoint or whatever, right. and see if, hey, is this is this room better for me? Or hey, maybe the random drop of a gun will be better for me this time. I can see people cheesing that for sure. Yeah, and I get that that's yeah, not for everybody. I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. And I again, I'm I'm with Derek. Like, let developers make the games they want to make, and like, I'll, you can either play it or you can you can screw off. That's kind of my opinion on that, yeah, but. Yeah. When I hear people talk about eight-hour runs for a game and, and turning it on a very faulty sleep mode in between your runs, I'm just like, this isn't really, this isn't really a fix here. This yeah. isn't really a, a well, working. I don't for me think exactly. the run has to take eight hours when it's all said and done. But I think, sure. right, like, right, I think right. Dan. I hear a lot of people end, are getting stuck in, not stuck, but are in runs that long though. But know? I think or, Dan, or, or, the or, end, you you weren't dying and resetting and then fast forwarding through. You were right. like, you would beat a boss, go through the whole next level, beat a like. Weren't you just kind yeah. of like having a lot of success? So yeah, that's yeah. different. Like for for example, once now that I've beaten the second boss, I can get to the third area within a couple of rooms on the first level now because I have mm-hmm. a new there's a new way to to traverse um, this area that now I can jump up to a new level mm-hmm. and then it's essentially a backdoor into the third biome. You know, you yeah, can skip sure. the second one altogether. And so I think they introduce things like that yeah, to yeah, yeah. help you but, quickly get to the next areas. But so say you get to that third biome right and you die and then you're starting over. You you do actually want to do that all over again, but you don't have to do the boss fights. The boss fights, once you beat them, you're good. Unless you want to redo them, you can redo the second yeah, one at least. Well, sure, you yeah. can. But what I'm what what I'm trying to say is, you want to go through the areas again so you can get all the upgrades again. Because if yeah, you just you go can. straight to the third ser- uh, section, like you could probably maybe still survive, but it's going to be more challenging though because you don't have all the the uh, add-ons that you've gotten and bought and and the upgrades and so on. You'll miss the add-ons, but they'll give you a good gun right out of the gate. So you pick up that item that ups the proficiency to level nine or above in in area three, and then they give you a chest with the random gun drop right away. But your health is not going to be as maxed out because basically... so there's things that you lose but that's the roll of the dice because you could go through a run where you hit horrible rooms and you're actually coming through limping to that third area because a bunch of tough rooms all the way there so it really depends it really depends on on the run um but uh but yeah i i love that game and i am gonna keep playing it i don't know if i'll ever end up beating it or not i'm not sure if i have if i'll have the capacity to do that long of a run if that's what it's gonna take or what i believe in you tim I believe. Yeah, I'm, I, do, I can't I even beat the first boss, so but I love it. I think the game is wonderful. Kyle, I just, I, just I also, Kyle, I also believe in you. I give you guys my energy here. Take my energy. I, thanks. I need it because <laughs> my my own energy is not getting me through levels. So. <laughs> thanks, All right. One other thing I wanted to quick talk about before we close out with Resident Evil Village. Kyle, you've played and finished Village, right? All of it. Yep. No, okay. No. Um. So before we get into that, I did want to just quickly call out that I've been rewatching. I, I finished rewatching Band of Brothers, one of the best series ever made. It still holds up. After I think it's almost 20 years old now, still fantastic. Uh, and so then I dove into the Pacific, which was of course the Pacific Theater of World War II. Kind of, it was kind of their follow-up, made made and produced by a lot of the same folks. Mm. And it just isn't as good. Like I, I'm about halfway through it, and and here's what I think, real quick. If you've ever watched it or are thinking about watching it, Band of Brothers did an amazing job of focusing on a wide selection of characters. And there were a few that stood out as my favorites and kind of like the main guys. But for the most part, every episode is focusing on like one episode is all about the doc and one episode is all about um, Nixon and his struggles. And there's all kinds of different episodes that they focus in on or like the new guy. They, they focus one episode all on this guy named Albert Blythe, who's kind of this coward the whole time until the very end. And so... The Pacific is really centered on one character, and it's and he's not the most likable character. And I'm 
I'm getting a little annoyed that they're so zoomed in on him. And maybe it'll change. Maybe that's just the first four and a half episodes. But I feel like there's it's suffering because they do have a pretty large cast of characters, but they keep centering in on just him. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's I don't know. It's I really just, enjoy I, the Pacific, but it is a lesser thing than Band of Brothers. Visually just, and all that stuff, it's yeah. amazing. It's Oh, I mean, and if you really want to see some horrible stuff that was going on in the Pacific Theater, the show's going to show yeah. you, you know, that yeah, first terrifying. episode. Terrifying, jungle combat yeah. and the... Oh, so scary, so scary. The enemy <laughs> would always attack during nighttime. It's just terrifying, man. Yeah. But, Anyway, but no, you're right. There, there's, there is yeah. a focus. Yeah, right. Yeah, there is a focus on more singular characters, uh, maybe even just the one in Pacific. But um, it's still pretty good. You know, I think yeah. I think you're, I think you're going to like how it all ends. Still high quality. So. Yep. So anyway, just wanted to throw those out there. All right. Let's talk about Resident Evil Village. If you don't want to hear anything about the story or the lore or anything with Resident Evil Village, you can shut this thing off right now because we'll talk about it because um, we've all finished it at this point. So. If you don't want to find out the story or what happens to Rose or to Ethan or to everyone else involved, then get out of here. That's your last you know warning. Um, out of respect for the creator, Res Evil Mikami, let's call the series what it actually is. It's Biohazard, okay? Oh, sure. uh, that's, Biohazard. that's Resident Evil 7, right? Resident Evil 7 Biohazard? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's <All right>. Biohazard. <laughs> so um, I'm, pl- I'm pleasantly surprised in myself that I took the time to finish this game. I think, let me just start with that. That speaks to the quality of this game. That mm. a non... And you guys know this, and I know you're going to give me crap about it all the time. That's fine. I've just never been a huge fan of the series. I've always liked it in bits and pieces. I really liked 4. I did enjoy 7. Some of the other ones just haven't really done it for me. But I loved Resident Evil Village from start to finish. It's so it's such a good game. And it's not one I recommend to everybody. There are some folks out there who they can't handle the... The violence or the spookies, and that's fine. But for anyone else, this is a fantastic game. And it's actually not even, other than one house, it's not the most scary uh, game that's out there. But anyway, absolutely loved it. Loved the way it ended. Everyone kept, before I finished it, everyone kept saying, I loved it. You know, the ending got a little wacky, but I, I loved it. And I was like, what are you talking about? The whole game was wacky, and the ending was fantastic. I don't know what you're talking like, exactly about. You, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I understand that. Well, like, they at least explain the ending because I, I think I said last week on the show I said I didn't want to spoil it, so I couldn't go into details. Now I can. When my here's one of my issues. The what's his name with the with the glasses? Heisenberg. 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 His special ability is to he can basically control metal. He's like, like Magneto. He's Magneto. He's yeah. Magneto. <laughs> Yet you fight him with a metal machine. Well, well they say it's a polycarbonate. A yeah. yeah, there's a note there that says, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's, still it's a non-metal weird. metal. Even though um, at the end of that fight, he is literally throwing your non-metal that's machine. Kinda, so whatever, you uh, know? That, that's kind of the problem with this series. And actually, there's that room at... So Miranda's lab right right there at the end. The lore where, room, you where, mean? Yeah, the, the lore room. room? That's just like, yeah, here's <laughs> yeah. the exposition the story room. room. Yeah. That just ties all this crap together. And you re- you just read all these notes. It's like, all right, come on. Seriously? And you like, find out how each of the four lords came to yeah, be. Like, their books they just happen to be there. Like, yeah, yeah. In, in I, order. Yeah, yeah. I will say I liked all of that. I thought all those tie-ins were amazing. Could have loved it. Like if it was yeah. maybe presented yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a cutscene I mean. or something, it's, yeah. It's like, maybe it, sprinkled throughout the game a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But you still... walk into a room and it, they literally explain every mystery yeah. in like multiple memos, and you're like, that's super cool, but why couldn't you like, I don't know, have Miranda like 
explaining that to you yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you know? And, and that's kind of the thing, because with this game, like, there's so much cool, like, the, visually, there's a lot of really cool things happening, and, and there's really cool moments and interactions, but, like, it, it, I think, so when I was watching um, the uh, spoiler spoiler mode for from Easy Allies, they had mentioned where the developers said that this game was supposed to be, like, a, a carousel of horror. It was supposed to feel like all this sort of like different styles of horror. I felt that hard. I felt that which obviously hard. there's the four sections, right? So mm-hmm. obviously it's very different moods, very different vibes. Different and genres I, of horror. I would yeah, say. and that's cool, but it just felt like they they didn't really spend enough time in each section. But mm. then that kind of goes against like, well, do you want the game to be 20 hours? It's like I don't know. Do I? Because 10 I hours. Is, Right, so then it's I like think timing. It ended up being perfect, but I actually yeah. do agree with you. Um, you you spend a good amount of time in Lady D's, which I think right. that's the, the best opening place section to hang is out. longest. Yeah, but the other ones, like for instance, uh, again, I didn't try to spoil it last week, but the second house you go to, the scariest one. Oof, I don't want to. I don't want to be in there longer than I was. Yeah, same. If that section was any longer, I probably would have had a heart attack. So, so what was really cool about that was that it it removes your items right away because obviously yeah. the lights yeah. go out when you find yeah. that doll. The lights go out. Yeah, you know she says a bunch of creepy stuff, and when you when you come She's to really creepy, she nails her voice. Yeah, they so nail the the creepiness. Oh yeah. So then your items are gone. So then I kind of at first I thought, oh, I'm gonna have to. Maybe I'll find one pistol, and but no, they no. don't give you weapons in that no. whole house. The whole idea is it's PT, all very, very it's PT all very, inspired. yeah, very puzzle based. And then stay away from the blob baby. Like those are really the two Dude. things you have to do. Solve Dude. the seriously, fuck that baby. Oh my seriously. god, seriously, yeah, that thing. Is... I, I, that's the name I of this episode. <laughs> like I, I hate in horror games when they take everything away from you that you can protect yourself. Like it's yeah. just like, oh, you got to run. You just got to so, run. Like that yeah, freaks survive. me out so bad. I was literally just programmed to kill you. It's, yeah, right, like, okay. at nighttime, I had headphones in. It was really yep. dark. Yep. And yep. as you're going down the hallway, you know you're getting towards the end because you've kind of gotten a lot of pieces in place. And then all of a sudden, it kind of pokes its head. It kind of slides its head yeah. out from around the thing and starts Dude. calling you daddy. You could see it, its umbilical cord on the ground. It's, it's yeah, coming it, at it you. Comes into the darkness, and yeah. I. I got eaten like right away. Yeah, I was not. I did not think like, oh, I have to run. I thought it was a cutscene. Like I wasn't. I was like, I can't fight this thing. <laughs> yeah, what am I supposed you to took do? my guns away. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it right away like starts shoving your feet first into yeah. this giant Dude. mouth. And, and he says like, yummy. He, he says, says yummy. I didn't. Oh man, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> super. You literally because it's first person. You seeing your body going inside its throat. It's disgusting. No, it's ter- I don't want that at it's all. Terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. That part was. Yeah. That part was genuinely. Yeah. Some of the the coolest scares, oh, like in, I had in to, games I had, in a while. My hands were so sweaty when yeah. that was done. I was just like, "This is." I was up. standing up, like while like fumbling, trying to get the elevator yeah. to go up. Like, could you go up there? Go, you know. And it's like you know, yeah. there's, rushing there's towards actually, you. It's just. <laughs> it's I want to say there's actually six. You know, we talked about biomes a lot with Valheim. Dan, we talked about that before. We talked about biomes. <laughs> biomes is just the word. There's, now. there's <laughs> kind of six biomes. I guess you could say here. There's what? There's the snow. Any kind of snowy setting, like the snowy village. Then you've got this giant kind of ornate castle, which is gorgeous. I loved the design of that place. It was so cool. And then you had the dollhouse, the creepy old dollhouse with the kind of the basement, the dungeon basement that was just so messed up. It had like a bunch of testing that was being done. I don't know. It was all messed up down there. And then uh, the third one was the uh, kind of that river lakeside place that was all flooded and over with the windmills and all that. So that was very unique. And then we had it. What you weren't quite to Heisenberg's place yet. You had the stronghold. You had the castle yep, yep, yep. with all the lichens, and you had to fight big old Urias at the end, which was 
It was like kind old of a, ruins, right? Like that's those yeah, kind of ruins or something. Yeah. Really cool old ru- castle ruins, uh, which had a very, I thought, very cool werewolf vibe to the whole thing. It kind of gave me a very classical where, just like the castle, gave me a very classical vampire feeling. It was more run down. Yeah. yeah, and then you get to the factory where everything's very mechanical, and you have Dude. these creepy, yeah, these tech soldiers coming at you. That and whole so, area was horrifying. Like, you oh, know, absolutely. Like, <laughs> well, so, yeah, there's. There's it those six main everything. areas, and I thought they yeah. just nailed the vibe of each one. Yeah. And I did like this is just for me personally. I don't necessarily want to be scared for a 10, 11 hour game. I just don't. Like, I don't want to necessarily feel that anxious and scared. I like the idea of like, give me moments where I'm like, oh, that was terrifying. So I didn't mind the dollhouse part when mm-hmm. it's all said and done because they didn't do that the whole game. If that had yeah. been the whole game, I probably would have ducked yeah. out. I would have well, been done that- after a little bit. Resident Evil 7 is definitely more straight up hard. Like there are way more scary parts and and more tense parts in 7. Like 7 overall is a scarier game than this one. I would say for so. sure. Yeah. For sure. I uh, would the only thing I would say is that the second area the the that house is scarier than anything that I, I think saw. The first the first 30% of that I game of 7 is This has a, a higher peak of scariness but 7 had a more consistent level of scariness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What I also liked is that by the end this becomes a pretty straightforward action horror game. So it's not just jump scares and creepy creatures but mm. They they equip you at least on normal difficulty. That was I I was playing on normal difficulty. They equip you with enough stuff to blast your way through everything, and you have to be careful. Like you can run out of bullets and get oh, overrun, yeah. but they give you enough between mines and pipe bombs and crafting and all that stuff that you can take care of business. And so I actually I was looking back at I think I only died a handful of times maybe. Like one of them was an accident to the baby coming down the hallway like an idiot. I wasn't paying attention. Um. And then the other ones were towards the end uh, during, the, I think, the final boss fight. I died once because um, I had gotten too used to being overpowered with a character we'll talk about in a second. And then yes. they give you control of your other character again. You're like, oh, yeah. I got my crappy guns again. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, so the new mechanic in this one as uh, that they didn't have in seven was sort of the, the blocking mechanic. So Ethan uh-huh. would um, which I mean, you know, poor, Ethan's hands, just his poor, poor hands. Right. Yeah. You know, well, that was well. <laughs> The dude's hands just goes through the ringer. The blocking by the makes time the by the time I got here. to the end of the game, that was actually one of the things that I I did appreciate, even if maybe other people would think it's tacked on or stupid. But if you played seven and eight, Ethan goes through too much. Yeah, like I get like yeah. these games aren't grounded in reality, like reality, reality, but they still try to still live in some sort of reality mm-hmm. and. He was taking too much from even at one point at towards the end of the game. I'm like, this is ridiculous. He's a human being. He cannot go through this. This doesn't make sense. Are you talking about? But, okay, let's go ahead and say it. You yeah, but dot dot dot. Hmm. You're talking about when she rips his heart out. Is that what you're talking about? Just everything. That entire ending when he's getting thrown around in a tornado. Oh, all that sure, stuff. sure, sure, yeah. But yeah. there's a reason for that. Though. Yeah, but they. But that's it. my point. You like don't know that, that until they explain it to you. And right, go, right. This is who Ethan is. So that's why I said I'm appreciated because by the time I got to that, I was like, okay, you've gone too far. <laughs> And, and then I thought that go, way in seven, like he gets his arm cut off at the very beginning yeah. of seven, and you're like, "What? They just yeah, they the didn't ex- they didn't explain it, it. they, they never explain it. Yeah, like it's so just so I think so that's silly, why yeah. they did it is they yeah. they went hardcore and keep keep showing you Ethan getting tortured and going yeah. through terrible things, and then at the end of eight, they're like, "Hey, by the way, 
the whole time you were playing seven, the whole time you were playing eight, he was mold. He yeah. wasn't yeah. really alive. He, Ethan died in the first, like, what, half hour of that game. Yeah. They, they literally say that in this game. They're like, yeah, uh, uh, freaking Jack, Jack killed you. Killed you. Yeah. Jack killed yeah. you. Like, exactly. it's like, she's, oh. She's laughing at him like, you an idiot? Of course yeah. he killed you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like you're you're dead in that game, but then obviously then you're you get molded or whatever they inject you and yeah. So yeah, that that was pretty cool. And I oh. did like that that kind of tied in that stuff into seven, which again, th- that's what's cool about this game because it's actually the first like direct sequel um, to a previous game in the series. And like those it's stories a... do actually intertwine. You actually get even some answers about seven from playing right. eight. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. right, right. Yeah, I, um, I really liked the way that that wrapped up. I also liked. You know, the idea of their daughter being super special, like, you know, Heisenberg especially keeps talking about your daughter being yeah. special and she's got regenerative capabilities. And I was like, she better because I'm gathering pieces of her throughout this game. She's got so, something going on. Yeah, yeah. it was um, like baby's head, baby's legs. I was like, this is so messed up. Yeah, so, I can't believe they went for that, really. To be, I'm like, yeah, hey, this is so, dismembered kids. <laughs> when, when you, when that moment when that happens, when when the Duke is like, yeah, look at the flask and, and, and Ethan like breaks down. Like that that felt like a genuine moment to me. Yeah. Um I don't know if it did for you guys, but there, more so there, than most Resident Evil moments have felt, that's for sure. But so with Ethan, for me, I feel like Ethan emotionally is inconsistent throughout the game and, and the way he delivers lines sometimes is kind of inconsistent. Oh, for sure. Because he's yeah. mold. Because that's, that's their excuse. They're like, they need all the new nano machines, you know. No, but like, so anything. there's a part well, where you kill one of the sisters, and he says he's like crazy witch or whatever, like something super dumb and corny. Yeah. And then and then you fight the werewolf dude um, with the hammer in right. the cave. Yeah. And what does he say? He like when you kill him, he's like eat shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an appropriate response yeah, yeah, to what I, just happened. I but love like that earlier, part, yeah. you're like, oh, crazy witch. It's like, what is what is this a cartoon? Like, what a crazy witch? Like, what even is that? It's just I don't know. There's there's this like it, it's kind of all over the place. Like when he's I going, I kind of took that as being embracing some of the old, I and mean, this is maybe just the way that they want it to be as well. It still has some of that Resident Evil cheese, sure, for better or worse. But, but, but it didn't bother way- me. There's a way to write that dialogue where it can be cheesy, but like it still works. And I feel like there was like just when Heisenberg certain was lines. talking to him over the loudspeaker in the factory, and then Ethan would yell back. Obviously, Heisenberg can't hear you. Yeah. So like he would like <laughs> right. trash talk him back yeah. from the hallway. And I'm like, he can't yeah, hear like you, dude. Heisenberg is like, I'm gonna take your daughter and I'm gonna go take care of Miranda. Ha ha. And he's like, oh, I'd like to see you do your worst or something yeah. along the lines. I'm do like, like, worst. like no, because I'd like to see you try. And I was like, yeah, oh, try like middle schooler come back. It's like, what are you? Um, there are a few moments like that, or the part when Heisenberg says something to him over loudspeaker, and then Ethan says something about, I don't need to hear your whole history. And it's like, he can't hear you. Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah. So He's going to tell you this anyway. This isn't a walkie-talkie. Like, like, but, listen, yeah. those are like small little nitpicks, because sure. I found the the visuals, and surprisingly, the gameplay to be just so fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's it's interesting, because... It it does not play like a run and gun. You're not you don't play this like you'd play Far Cry or Call sure. of Duty or something like that. No. You're, you're supposed to be more purposeful with every shot, especially certain guns. Like when you get that Magnum gun, shut up, Derek. Uh, when you get that Magnum gun, like you you have to be really purposeful with those shots. I actually yeah. saved them like, until that yeah, Urias six fight. Six shots in the game, yeah, or something. And like it's that, like yeah. it's really the only reason I beat Big Hammer guy because I was running out of bullets when that fight started. I was like, oh crap, I'm not I'm not geared up for this fight. So I was spending a lot of time running and trying to get away from him. And then I just pulled out the Magnum, and thankfully I had just enough bullets to take him down because I was pretty much out even after collecting stuff in that area. 
So anyway, I, I feel like this game does a good job of rewarding you in the right ways. Uh, you get some cool upgrades as you go. I, I skipped too many of the fish, so I didn't unlock all the meals because uh, I just wasn't paying enough attention in certain spots to see there were fish right there. I was just trying to like... Yeah, dig around, Tim. The Metroidvania-lite aspects of Resident Evil, That's this is here, and I really well, appreciate them. It this wasn't is why yeah. it's not Metroidvania, though, because you can't go back with new things. Well, like, you can't vi- revisit any Metro- areas. Well, Metroidvania area. lights. Yeah. Metroidvania lights. Because I-, I just mean that more in the sense of, like, there's areas to unlock, essentially. Well, that's why I was like, okay, I better, I'm going to look up one of these guides for the where the food is. I'm going to go unlock. It was, like, after the second house, I think. I was like, let me just see how many of the food I can get. And I already discovered at that point I was locked out of two mm-hmm. areas. Two already. fish. Yeah, Couldn't there's go back. already, like, like well, two fish that you miss, like, near the castle, I imagine, or something. Right? Yep. So, and that yep. happened to me again. I wasn't paying attention. Finished the, you know, the giant fish, Moreau, whatever his name yeah. is. Left. Fish man. And I skipped, there was some fish there too that you had to yeah. go, but you had to kind of backtrack a little bit to look for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't, I didn't do that. So anyway. Um, yeah. I was going to say to Derek, because obviously Derek and I have our long history with the series. What was your overall sort of thoughts, uh, feelings of of Chris's implementation in the game and the story and like how that all played out? Um, because Chris is like he's he's an or he's an origins guy. He's from res- the first Resident Evil, so he's been around. I didn't mind him in the game. I didn't feel like he was in it enough, and then I felt like his part of the game was I don't know. It was it was okay. I, I would have liked to. I I didn't feel like they implemented him extremely well, mm. um, especially the way they set him up in the beginning. Right. You know, well, did I really yeah. think he was a bad guy? No, but they still had that pretty cool hook in the beginning, and then kind of the way they explain it, like, you know, you really should have told Ethan. I, I should have. Yeah, you you could have just told him. Like, I was gonna say at the very, it's a little frustrating looking back now that he could have just in the hallway been like, "That wasn't your wife." That yeah. Was, so that was. Dude, like, I had no reason not to tell him. Well, so yeah. to so to add some perspective, because I I honestly I've only played Resident Evil Six once, so I didn't I do not remember it. So be, from Resident Evil Five to Six, apparently Chris has gone through a a, a bunch. He's mm-hmm. he he has um had squads of of people with him in those games and apparently they all died in those games yeah he has like so, horrible ptsd and amnesia, so yeah, right? yeah i guess he's like in this mental headspace in this game because he keeps basically trying to be like ethan like back off dude like i don't want you involved because i guess he's like in this headspace where he's like i'm just gonna i need to take care of this myself i don't want more people dying that don't need to die which he so does I guess, so which is, I, he was kind of right yeah. i think that's why he's so obviously and the story's written that way on purpose because they don't want you to know in the beginning what's really happening but like yeah. he's being vague on purpose because one that's how they wrote the story and to keep the intrigue and suspense but it's also because of what he's gone through in the past few years prior to what happens in this game he's just like i gotta take care of these things myself i don't want more people dying that don't need to die so it's like yeah. that makes sense but it's just i don't know it just feels i like the section where you get to control him i like that whole sequence because his guns awesome. were awesome i was actually killing lichens real fast i was like yeah. dude i want to play the, the whole game like this being in the village on fire like everything just looked cool that whole part was awesome i thought it was super yeah. rad well you unlock his guns to play your second playthrough with 
So. Right. But the CP point or the yeah, it, they're not expensive if I remember correctly. I'm, I'm probably gonna dump a lot of hours in a mercenary. I, I really like mercenary mode. I haven't played can it on this play one mercenary yet. But... with can you play it co-op? It usually is in other games. I don't know if it is in this game. I don't. I don't think it is, but I haven't actually hopped in though. I haven't I was hopped hoping in this one it yet. Was because I I would like to person. play it. I know I'd play it more with co-op because when it, five and six oh. both had like or five specifically had an online co-op. That's what I liked about so, five. I mean, I like the game, but I like the online. I do too. I like five too. Yeah. So uh, to wrap up our talk on RE8 for now or RE Village. Sorry, I keep calling it RE8. Um, for the most part, I look at this now as my favorite in the series and i haven't played them all obviously but four was far and away my favorite and i think this one has overtaken it mainly because in the last year or so i tried to go back and play four when it was re-released on something and kind of ruined my nostalgia for it a little bit just because it doesn't play as smoothly as for some reason in my head i remembered it right it doesn't it's it's not the smoothest of games now that's a game they could do a remake of and i would dive right they are right they've been rumoring that for the past like year year and a half so and give yeah. us some modern day control, um, and I'm all over it. Well, but, let's. Um, so this this is my favorite in the series. Now, where would you guys put it? Uh, at least as of right now, I know it might change. It's number one for me. But I liked Resident Evil Seven a lot, and I I had it as number one. So I would go Village and then Seven. Yeah, I like Seven. Then like it seven. changes up a little bit. Like I'm not going to six next or five or anything like that. But. Uh. I can, but, I can come off as a purist sometimes. I really like two and three and one. Like, I like it when it's zombies. And, like, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, it's a simple story. It's not so, like... But I, I really do like, you know, I like four and five, too, where it goes more international and, like, the story gets zanier. Like, I don't... I, I like all of Resident Evil, but I think I like one and two the best. But this is up there in the top two or three, I would say, mm-hmm. easily. Well, when we were talking Gameplay about... alone and setting alone, I think it's so awesome. Yeah. When we were talking about Mass Effect's story and how the scope was smaller and it was more personable... Like, the story, that's what I liked about it. That's actually why Resident Evil, the original, was, like, my favorite for the longest time. Because it's before you knew it was this big thing that they made it into. Mm -hmm. It was just a small city with a mansion and the mystery that you had no clue what the heck was going on. It's when they took the story and made it global and universal. Yeah, it got got a little nutty. By the time Six is running around, like, it's, it's just... It's, and I feel it's like more like, it's more like the movies than like actual Resident Evil yeah. video game. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like after six, what they wanted to do is kind of reboot the franchise. I and I think too. they, you know, they have some missteps, but this is why I like seven and eight a lot is because they're like, yes, we're still in this big, big universe that you know about, but we're just going to bring it down and we're just mm-hmm. going to focus on Ethan and his family and his story and then we're going to throw in, you know, Chris and some characters that you know about, but they're no longer the main deal. Well, we're not focusing on the yeah. thing that they're locked into now. Right. Um, so I really, I, I would put eight easily as my number one. I plan on, I mean, I already started a second playthrough, but I plan on beating it multiple times like I did seven. Um, and then, yeah, it's not really close. I, I, I enjoyed playing it more than seven and i really liked seven so seven was good and spooky and it had good moments of gameplay as well this one just to me other than a few small moments it had so much good gameplay throughout yeah, start to finish it was a fun video game to play in addition but to it, it has so many 
unlocks and upgrades too that will keep yeah. me going back. Where seven had it, but not to not even close. Well, it's arcadey in all the right ways, you know. Where yeah, yeah you want to play it again and get a better score this time, so you can take that score, turn it into money, buy cooler stuff, you know. Yeah. Dan, what about you? Do you have this behind um, RE2 still? No, yeah, our remake two is is pretty much me perfection as far as the Resident Evil series. Um, it's third person, which for me is always better than first person. Um, I think it's actually written the way they wrote the remake uh, part two is like the the less the least cheesy out of all of them. I think I think it actually has a fairly dark and serious tone. Some of the lines maybe just because again they are trying to. Mm-hmm give homage to the original so there's like slight cheese but like it's yeah. it's actually pretty serious mm-hmm. um leon's a great character claire's a great character the police station is just an awesome setting and then you dive down through the the sewers into the lab it's just it's very traditional resident evil but it's just i just think it's perfection i think it's pretty much the best that resident evil can be also, um, hats off to not going to like a secret umbrella lab. <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. I'm so, so glad they didn't do that. Hold on, I yeah. wanted to I want to discuss the tie into the overall universe. I like this though. though. This Super cool. Like in 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 uh, Miranda's lab. There's Wait, a note before there. you do that, where oh. would you rank this one? Uh, um, it's it's top three. I'd have to I'd have to think about it. I haven't actually really thought about it in a ranking wise, but it's it's probably honestly top but three. But it's up yeah. there. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but in that lab where we mentioned how you just, you know, exposition, you know, Miranda lab, there's a note there and the note is about, yeah, Spencer, Spencer being the guy that invented the T virus. Right. And in that note, it's talking about how he hung out with Miranda and they, you know, had conversations and so on and so forth. And, but like he, he didn't really mesh with her vision because her vision was to just revive one person, whereas he wanted to change the world. Mm -hmm. So then he based and then this uh, also the umbrella logo which is really cool they pulled it from that old yes because it's supposed supposed to represent the four houses right but it looks like an um he thought it looked like an umbrella so then he called the company umbrella but i just think that's really cool that he basically took kind of like his like time with miranda as sort of inspiration to event the the virus that happens in those earlier games. So I I thought that was really cool because that's the origins of of that evil corporation. And I like that a lot of these viruses and these things originated from something organic like mold or something like that. It kind of like brings the sci-fi elements. Which is where the mold originated from was actually yeah, here. Yeah. So the mold well, and they talk about the parasite too right from five don't is, am i wrong on that don't they i don't think they mentioned um, it by name but they they oh, like is the parasite that's the in that like it's direct progenitor I, is it the progenitor virus yeah i i actually they, do they think they do say it by name at some yeah point, yeah they do i think yeah they do. yeah so i i loved all that stuff too it was just like yeah. oh some parasite broke out in africa and i'm like that was from maybe from this too like that's that's yeah. cool you know it's also super, super so cool stuff going on there where do we all think it's going to go overall though, because the game ends right. Yeah. With, with gonna... either, it's either a flash forward or Rose ages quickly, but the end is Rose. Like, I never like considered forward. that she ages quickly. Ever. There are theories where people are I like that, that a lot actually age quickly because like, think about it. That, you then can't you're... skip six to eight years in resident evil because too much happens in resident well, evil lore. I mean, you know? <laughs> in, in that moment, I mean, you can guess, I don't know, at least 16, but maybe she's early twenties. Like, I don't know how, I can't yeah, tell how old she is kid, there. Yeah. So it's like, if let's just say it's 16 years later, cause she's a baby in this game. And then they flash forward. Like Chris is like going to be what? in his mid 40s early 50s it's like you're missing all this opportunity of the next game having like all I these she, games. i think she ages quick so, right. 
I thought this yeah. was cool. I watched the YouTube video of the ending, and they PC community had a mod where they could move the camera. Yep, yep, yep. So they 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 froze the ending where she's in the jeep with the guy after she like gets onto him and stuff. The well, guy the, at the grave, Ethan's grave, because yeah. he dies in this game. Dies quotes. So air quotes. They're driving and they get far away, and then the truck stops when a person is approaching the truck. I saw and then, that. So they use the mod camera to zoom in, and it's it's Ethan. It's it's his character model. Yeah. So oh, so wow. either. They just put them there because they're like, okay, we just need to put something there. But I, a lot of times you you don't do that, especially if you know anything. Seems like a, not seems like a bit of an Easter YouTube egg. Culture either, yeah. It's not, they knew, everyone knows that people are gonna like dissect stuff. Seem I like mean, seen, so. isn't it always the thing that if you don't see a character die on screen, he's not really dead? Yeah, hundred so, percent. That was you know that was a pretty big boom. But who knows? He's been his, he's been through he's a made lot. Mold. Yeah, he's been through a lot. I, who, yeah. Who's to say he can't you know survive an explosion? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's got new roles. But he was bashing and falling apart already before the... the same uh, way that I, the other I, so, in my mind, I get, not to dwell on it, I, I dream of a Resident Evil, like, next one we're playing as her, and she's got, like, supernatural powers, and we're like... Oh, I truly much different believe, game. I do believe she's the next... Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's DLC, or do you think it's in the next set? Do you think it's 9? Resident Evil 9 is going to be... I like, would... I didn't even think about DLC. There will be but DLC, but not with her. Resident Evil 9. You don't think with her? Okay. Yeah. Do you, think, you think she's the next big thing? I think. What Give if, me superpowers. I want Resident Evil superpowers. Yeah, what, well, yeah, what if the mold is sort of uh, messed with his head, like kind of yeah. taking him over? Or, I'm yeah. in. I mean, I don't I'm know. Yeah, Ethan is usually a pretty standard good guy name in most of these mm. types of stories, but yeah, Ethan, bad guy. Who knows? Well, listen, if you can't tell, all of us really like this game. This game got good reviews for a reason. And I think anyone from the most diehard of Resident Evil fans, like you three definitely are, or to the very, very casual, sometimes even Resident Evil hater like myself, <laughs> I loved it, man. It was a great game. It's probably the it's it's tough to put another game over it so far this year that I that I can point to as definitively better this year. There are games that maybe I personally would be like, yeah, I'll spend more time with that one. But I don't know, man, this. I mean, even, it's up, my even, game objecti- even objectively, it's hard for me not to be like, yeah, it's probably the best game so far this year. It's hard for me not to say that. And that's that's painful for me because I'm not until that Final Fantasy seven remake uh, DLC comes out. Right, guys. Huh? Yeah, that's, totally. I'm already telling you I'm, right now that does not qualify. For game. <laughs> oh, it qualifies. <laughs> qualifies I'm burning this. I'm burning this to the ground. Unless it counts. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see how many extra <laughs> content pieces we add. All right. Like 20, well, that does it for like 25 us. minutes. Thanks, Kyle, for joining in. Sorry you had some thanks. computer troubles, but no, I appreciate, appreciate you having me. And uh, Derek, thanks for staying awake. I kind of did that on purpose to do the Resident Evil at the end. I knew that might keep you awake at the end. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you're a piece of crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, you guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>